Today's show is sponsored by Black Star Line Cigars, where cigars are a daily operation. Shop custom blend cigars, infused cigars, and other products at www.blackstarline.shop. This is Faith, and thank you for tuning in to Faith Over Everything podcast, where I cover everything, whether it's pop culture, religion, politics, relationships, fashion, beauty, entertainment, black culture, whatever is on your hearts and minds, we are talking about it on the show. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode available on all your favorite streaming platforms and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Faith Over Everything Podcast. And tonight, I have such a wonderful guest with, uh, or for us, I should say. She is a wealth of knowledge and information. I met her a long time ago through my good friend, Shari Anderson, who also has a podcast. Um, She's a co-host of uh, The Optimistic Divorcees. And... um, I want to just welcome and introduce everyone to Yenaba. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thanks um, for having me, Faith. Absolutely. I have worked with Yen, we call her Yen, for some mm-hmm. years now. And I want her to introduce herself a little bit more. And then we'll dive into kind of what she does and how she helps people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, first, uh, thanks again, Faith. I really appreciate the, uh, the invitation to, to speak to your audience today. Um, I am, again, Yenaba Smith, and everyone, like Faith just mentioned, calls me in. <laughs> but I am a professional career coach and resume writer. Um, I've been doing this for now about 15 years and worked um, in higher ed as a career coach, career advisor, and you know workforce development um, for pretty much all that time. But I've been in education overall for 20 years. So just my love for teaching and coaching kind of um, you know birthed this side business as a career coach, where I work with people to help them in career transitions, helping them getting to the marketplace or the workplace, and uh, you know helping them find um, new direction and purpose in their careers, but as well as, um, you know, helping them with their resume documents as a resume writer. So something that I love to do, um, it's just kind of spiraled over those years into a side business and I love it. That's awesome. And I love it too, because (laughs) for several reasons. So um, I'm a recruiter and I used to help people with their resumes and then I'm like, this isn't for me. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't have the time, Mm -hmm. the patience. Like, I can tell you what you need to add, but Mm -hmm. you have to add the graphics. I'm like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, I can't deal. And so years ago, when I needed my own resume to be refreshed, I reached Mm -hmm. out to Yen like, hey, you know, can you help me out? And she did such an amazing job on my resume. And now I literally refer her to all of my candidates. I refer her to referral partners, like whomever, because she really does a really amazing job on your resumes. It really doesn't matter 
what industry you're in and background. Mm-hmm. She is awesome and she's great to work with. Um, you told us a little bit about how you got into your profession. Let's just mm-hmm. dive into the resume writing process because I know a lot of people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes paying for these kinds of services um, can be a little daunting and you know everyone mm-hmm. can't necessarily afford it. What are mm-hmm. so what are some common mistakes? most people make when it comes to writing their resume that you've seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say the most common um, mistake is, you know, when I think of what clients present to me in their original drafts, mm-hmm. if they have a draft, is uh, is somewhat similar to what a hoarder does. <laughs> and I know that sounds a little funny, but when you walk into a hoarder hoarder's home, you see the living room is just full of stuff, chopskis, you know, decor, clothes, things that are sentimental to them that they've never been able to let go of. Mm-hmm. And you can't find the floor, you can't find the furniture. And, and that's sort of how it is with people who write their resumes. You get a, just a whole bunch of stuff from their past experiences. And sometimes people feel, you know, experiences uh, were really great experiences for them with a particular company, or they really felt like they got a lot of, um, I don't know, accolades or recognition for certain things that they did. But the problem with that is that either the resume is overwhelmed with words that don't really relate to the position at all. Um, or, you know, people are just holding on to, you know, experiences that are really outdated. And so um, my process is really, you know, getting to the person to help them understand, look, you're looking for a particular position that wants these particular skills and experience. Let's kind of cut out some of the stuff that's just fluff or just, eating up the space in your resume and really tell the employer what it is that they're looking for. Girl, I couldn't have said that better because I still see sometimes, because I work with candidates um, in in varying ages and stages of their career, right? So for the older ones, we don't need references on the resume. Yeah, no. (laughs) We don't need that anymore. (laughs) You can take that off, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. You did well, you know, many years ago, we don't. Yeah, Go yeah. Ahead, say. And that, well, that's the thing. The market changes almost every ten years, mm-hmm. um, as far as what requirements are needed, um, what's expected. There used to be the objective used to be a really big thing. You know, you would put your object, objective on your resume, and you would tell them what you're seeking. And then we started to train people. Look. Companies don't want to know necessarily what you want to gain. It's about more what you're bringing to the table. So let's scratch the objective, talk about why you're the best fit, maybe in your cover letter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what you're, you're what you're seeking, I'm sorry, in your cover letter instead of your resume. And then talk to us, you know, about your experience that relates to the, to the position and not, every, you know, every single job that you've ever had in your career. Yes. Set somebody free. I hope somebody's listening. (laughs) Like, come on, I'm free because you do not have to keep that information on. Yeah. No. Um, (laughs) What about, so based on what I've seen, employers tend to want more of what you've accomplished. So I've done Mm -hmm. 
X, Y, and Z. Now, is that an industry thing? Because, you know, I work with a lot of sales professionals, executive mm -hmm. level sales professionals in different industries, but I don't work mm -hmm. in every single industry. Is that mm -hmm. across the board or what have you seen? Yeah, pretty much it's across the board. Um, what helps you really stand out is not, you know, what the objective of your role is, because from if you look at a job title, a lot of times the employer can tell what your responsibilities were. Um, but what makes you stand out as a candidate that can come in, roll your sleeves back, and they can trust that you can come in and do the work. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to know how to do everything, but do you have the ability to learn quickly? Are you a person who thinks on your feet and creates new processes or new systems? You know, have you been recognized for your professionalism, your ability to solve problems? Um, you know, have you been able to come in and, um, I don't know, just help the, the overall morale of your team. Um, are you creative? You know, all these different talents or skills or abilities are really what the employer is, is trying to, to get a feel for. Now, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that they don't want to know what you're your, what you've done in your roles, what you're responsible for, that's a that's a portion of the resume that's important too. But it's more so how do you stand apart from your competition? How do you show that you are not just the the same old hire from last time? Yeah. <laughs> you can come in and do different things or, um, you know, you can contribute to the success of that team, you know, by proving to them that you've done it elsewhere. Yes, I love it. Give us a rundown of all of the services you provide. So I help with career coaching, which is basically if someone is interested in changing careers um, or they are seeking opportunities and they're not getting a call back. Like I give provide guidance in um, how to make the job search or career search, you know, um, profitable for them. And also the resume documents. I help with the resume, writing the resume, the cover letter, and then LinkedIn. If you need a LinkedIn profile created, I can create one for you or update your existing profile. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And um, we know that this industry is pretty saturated with different career coaches and resume writers. What mm -hmm. do you think sets your services apart from everyone else? Mm -hmm. I think it's that I am not just out there just to get customers. You know, if if I have someone who comes to me and they're just not ready, but they want to resonate, I'll ask them different questions to really get a feel as to whether or not they're ready. And I've had some people that I've told, you know, go and kind of do X, Y, and Z and figure out what it is that you want to do before we start on your resume. Because the last thing we need or that they need is a resume that they are, are not using um, or they don't know how to speak to their experience uh, because they don't really know what they really want. So if you don't know what you want, you can't talk about what you've done, right? Yep. Um, and so it's just that care that I have. I think um, wanting the person to be successful and making sure that they have all of the tools that they need before they go out there and start, um, you know, job searching. So if it's a resume that they're seeking, I go through, you know, I give tips along the way. I really do like an interview um, to help them understand their um, accomplishments and what it is that they bring to the table. So there's a process that I go through instead of just 
you know, saying, okay, give me your resume draft or fill out this questionnaire. I'll write it for you. And then you go on your way. I make sure that there's a lot of conversation that's happening between the two of us because there are questions that sometimes we don't think about in our own experience. That if someone is actually asking us, we start to put the two together Mm-hmm. And realize, you know, in areas where we felt inag- in- inadequate or we didn't even realize that we had certain strengths, you know, mm-hmm. I go through this process with my clients so that they can understand what it is that they have in their toolkit and what they can use during the interview process. And then also too, you know, I um, provide as many tips as I can <laughs> um, during the, pri- the time that we're working together. If they're not provide, if I'm not providing like career coaching Um, services, I do try to coach them along the process so that they, once they have the resume, they know what to do with the resume, how to apply for certain positions and how can they, you know, improve their, their um, networking to, to get the call back. It's not just the resume anymore. And one day the resume is going to be gone, you know, so um, people really need to know how to tell their story. And I try to provide those types of services. In addition to that, I'm not as expensive as these $800 per resume yes. <laughs> resume writers, which I get and I understand, you know, it's it's time consuming and, um, but there's a skill to it that um, I, I just don't feel my heart matches the, the dollar amount that I see other people um, quote for these kinds of services, so. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing because I remember before I reached out to you to work on my resume, I went through like a service and it was exactly what you said. It was like, fill out this questionnaire. I never Mm -hmm. got a phone call. Yeah. I never heard a live (laughs) voice and they were charging X amount of dollars, you know, Mm -hmm. a crazy amount of money to do it. And they did a decent job, but I'm like, see, it was no personal touch. It was no... Um, care concern. I felt it was just like I felt like I was just another client, another mm-hmm. dollar. Number. Yeah, yeah. Yes, just mm-hmm. another dollar because it was no contact really at all. Just submit your information. We'll send it mm-hmm. back. Yeah, that's it. So, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I it just I feel like it's a it's a cold type of thing. And you know, you're 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 offering a service that for many people is a little nerve wracking. Um, or just time consuming. And I hate for, you know, my clients to get a, a nice resume and they don't even know what's on this document. <laughs> no clue what's there. They can't even explain it. Yes, you know, they're not, they weren't part of that process. And so I invite the client to be a part of that process so they know how to speak to their resume. They know what I'm, I'm highlighting um, and how it's relevant to the position of interest. Do you do cover letters as well? I do. Okay, mm-hmm. okay cool. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. I'm Dana, aka DanaMike781 across the social medias, and I am here to tell you about my podcast that is currently streaming on your favorite listening platform. It's called This Should Be in a Book. People often tell me that the things I say should be in a book, but I didn't want to write a book. So I decided to release my knowledge podcast style. New episodes are available every Monday, and you'll be able to listen to my insight on this thing called life, three points into poem style, minus the poem. (laughs) So after you finish listening to this podcast, head on over to This Should Be In A Book to listen and subscribe. Hope you enjoy. Tell us a little bit more about how you would advise 
individuals who are looking to freshen up their resume um, mm-hmm. or update their resume in any way? What are some simple things they can do to make a big impact? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing is um, once you find a position that you're interested in and you really are interested in that position, that you take the time to comb through the job description. Because if you're not doing that and you're just kind of going off maybe a blurb here or a paragraph there, and then you say, okay, I got that experience. I'm gonna go ahead and submit my resume. Your resume in nine times out of 10 is gonna go into the abyss. Um, And you're not gonna get a call back. It's not gonna reach a human. And the reason why is if you are applying to positions online, your resume these days don't typically go to straight or straight or directly to an actual human. It goes through an applicant tracking system or what you see in some ways as an ATS. Yeah. Um, and so those scanners really look at the number of keywords that you have in your resume that match the, the keywords in the job description. And I'm not just saying, you know, okay, let's just say this, this, because this candidate is applying to a customer service professional role and the job description requires them to have, let's just say management experience for the sake of words here. Um, So if management, the word management shows up in the job description seven times and you have words that are similar to management, like um, handled or directed or supervised um, or even manage, the ATS or applicant tracking system is going to count against those words. In other words, you're gonna generate a a match rate score that does not consider you as quote unquote qualified. Mm. So it's that meticulous where you have to look at certain keywords in the job description, how many of, you know, how many times those words show up in the job description and then do the work in your resume. Um, now that's a simple process. It's time consuming, however, but in the long run, it'll save you a lot of headache. So that's why I said, you know, if it's a position that you really, really want, invest that time, go through your jobs, your, your, uh, resume and match those keywords in the job description to your resume and make sure that you're doing the count and everything. Wow, that but that can be time consuming, especially if because I remember when I would be looking for jobs and you could apply to like hundreds, you know, like 20, Mm -hmm. 30, whatever jobs. So that could. But if they're in the same industry, then I mean, yeah, right. If they're in the same industry, it shouldn't be that much work from application to application. Mm -hmm. But again, if you don't have the time, then you can you call a professional. To, to help you with that. But that process is so meticulous um, <laughs> that, you know, you can apply to other positions. And I've done this myself. You know, if it's a position that I'm curious about, mm-hmm. I, you know, it'd be great to get a call, but I'm not really, yeah, you know, gung-ho on that position. Then I'll create, you know, like a master resume. And, um, and it's funny because when I'm job searching, I have like 20 different yeah, <laughs> resumes of <in> my resume, <laughs> different versions. And they're all slightly different because I'm changing the keywords, you know, yeah. um, to match the job description. But that's just kind of how it is. But there are slight differences if you are looking for positions in the same type of industry or the same type of role. Um, 
but then you know if you are just looking at positions that you're not all that crazy about but you want to at least just apply then you can use like a general resume that has relative experience go ahead and submit it and see what happens you know but just don't be surprised if you don't get a call back that's crazy i'm gonna ask a very um this it it may sound silly but i think some people need Mm -hmm. to hear it do people still need to use quote-unquote resume paper when they print out their resumes um i always veer on the on the you know on the side where you want to present the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and if you are you know given the opportunity to interview in person these days it's you know usually over zoom mm-hmm. um then i would present it on you know a paper that's a little bit harder than the regular print paper okay. um and that's just because it's your presentation it, it's the representation of who you are and i would say that no employer really has ever frowned upon a resume on resume paper um that's true. <laughs> so you know it's your preference but i i would always veer towards providing the best version or representation of myself all right okay i thought you were actually gonna say no one cares about that but okay i get it it makes sense i used to use resume paper all the time and um now it's just like who cares like as long as the information is what i'm looking for but Mm -hmm. to your point if you're big on presentation and you want to stand out yeah small things matter and Mm -hmm. that's a small way where you can stand out so that makes absolutely i mean it's so competitive now it's becoming even more competitive because so many people have lost their jobs uh, due to COVID. And now our, you know, the market is like saturated, you know, with people looking. So I just say, you know, whatever you can do to stand out. But when when you're choosing your resume paper, don't go all crazy with pink colors and blues and all that, you know, just stick with the standard white or off white (laughs) eggshell color. That's fine. Yes. (laughs) And don't print off your resume on the front and back. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a, yeah, that's something I used to see all the time, especially with, you know, students and alumni um, <laughs> looking for opportunities. They'll come in with a, a two-sided resume. Don't no. do that. Yeah, that's a good, oh, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I haven't interviewed anyone in person mm-hmm. for at least five years. It's been five years for me because yeah. I've worked from home for the past, mm-hmm. you know, five years. It's just Everything is electronic, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's very rare. But you know, you have some companies now that that are requiring you to come in um, and work in the office and some that are strictly going towards virtual and some that are in between. So you just never know these days, but it's always just have something ready. No, I agree. Do you help Mm -hmm. clients with their LinkedIn pages as well? I do. Awesome, okay, because I know a lot of times People need help with that. Just yeah. what to say, how to say it. Yeah. And a lot of times people don't have time to do it themselves. So that's a plus. Yeah. Well, the great thing I like about LinkedIn is that you don't have to be as rigid as you would in a resume because you're not using pronouns in your resume. So you can be a little more loose and it's like, it, you know, like you're, the, the tone is more um, in first person than it is in third person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you can kind of let your hair down a little bit and, and let your personality shine through as long as your personality matches the type of role that you're looking for, you know. Um, and what I mean by that is if you're looking for a conservative role, then don't show, you know, the party side of yourself. <laughs> that should go without stuff. saying, guys. <laughs> and I it should, but I've seen it all. You exactly. Know, so. No, I agree with you. And I and to add, and I was gonna put this, um, say this in a different segment for the show, but you know, some of these employers are looking at Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So you know, you have to be there. Yeah. You have to watch out. Mm-hmm. And be careful of what you're projecting, what brand, you know, you're projecting yeah. on social media. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you never know who knows you that knows the hiring manager. So, you know, if you're in a, in a, in a season where you're applying to positions, ask people, do not tag you in their photos. You know, if, it, if you're hanging out, you know, and doing yeah. things that don't quite look professional enough or that would give people the wrong impression of you yeah um you know i would just stay out of photos and or give people the they have to you know go through you to tag tag them and put it on your timeline and things like that that's those are restrictions i would definitely put up (laughs) until you know what i remember i remember when that feature uh became available on facebook you have to they have to you have to approve it before i was like yeah no i don't want to just come on my page And it's a bunch of stuff on here that yeah. you necessarily want people to see or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the type of person, let me see the photo before you put it up. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me approve it first. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Are there any tips that you can think of um, to help candidates stand out a little bit more in the competitive marketplace if there are any here? Uh, either on their resume or online. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a- again, going back to the resume and just making sure it's tailored and not in a general sense, but if you really want the position, make sure it's specifically tailored to that role. But in addition to that, sometimes employers, um, well, one of the first things they do is, yes, they, they'll visit your social media page, but they'll also visit your LinkedIn page. So if you don't have a LinkedIn page, I highly admonish you to uh, create one um, because employer, that's usually like 96, probably more than that now. But like a couple of years ago, it was like 90% of companies are using LinkedIn to source candidates. Um, And so one, one thing about that is if you're really interested in a particular company, follow them. Mm-hmm. And secondly, um, connect with someone who works at the company. It may not be the hiring manager because they may not have the time to really speak to you. But if there is someone <laughs> in a different department, even, you know, that you can connect with or have a conversation with and ask to connect with, um, you know, after you've kind of had a few conversations, I'm sure that person might feel comfortable being able to say, yeah, you know, I know them a little bit. I've, we've had some conversations um, and they may, they may be willing to even forward your resume along, you know, if you made such a good impression. Um, that happens all the time. That's how I've gotten a lot of positions that I've had, you know, just knowing people and people that worked at the company that I applied to. Um, so they will advocate for you if you made a good impression. Um, so, you know, expanding your network, talking to folks because employers like to hire people that they trust or that they know, you know, so try to get in that circle if you can. Um, another tip I would say is to, 
you know, networking, I feel like I'm still on that topic <laughs> because I can't say enough of, you know, networking. I think it is so important to apply to positions um, that really speak to you, but getting a feel for not just the people that are working there, but a little, do your homework, like research the company, get a feel for what their environment is like. If, if they, you know, have the right type of, um, I don't know, team or the goals or how they, you know, reward their their teams or if they even reward their teams for um, the good work that they're doing and how do they do that? Um, do they recognize you for diversity? Your, what it is that you bring to the table? You know, um, how long has the manager been in his or her role? And where have they been before? You know, those are conversation starters, but it's also a good glimpse into whether or not this person really knows the job that if you're reporting to them, how much can they teach you, you know, as you're transitioning into that role? Because it would be difficult if this person has never done what you've done before. That's true. Very, very You know, true. so just getting a feel for, um, you know, the culture, the, the, the team and the type of opportunity that it is. Is it a brand new position? Why is it, why is it open? You know, those are questions you can ask during the interview, but you can also try to find those, that information before. You get in. So I think it's just more so just familiarizing yourself with that position as much as you can so you can speak to it. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, um, you know, through that research, try to find what the pain points are so that you can come with solutions to the table. You know, you don't want to give all of, of your gold away, but <laughs> you can at least say, you know, you've done research and you found X, Y, and Z was a a struggle last year. Um, you know, at my company, I did X, Y, and Z here, you know, and we were able to improve in whatever, whatever that is. But, you know, finding a pain point, being able to speak to that in your cover letter um, is a really great way to get their attention yes. and, and see the value in you before you even start. For sure. And I just, I don't know why this just stood out to me, but, um, with the clients I have and the managers that I work with, you know, you guys really be careful if you're working on your own resume to really truly comb through it as much mm -hmm. as possible for grammatical yeah. errors, you know, for any type of spelling errors or punctuations because, yeah. you know, my clients aren't super picky, but sometimes mm -hmm. If sometimes they are. Exact, sometimes they are. And you can have all the amazing experience in the world. But yep. if you aren't careful about this one document, they will completely dismiss you and be turned off mm -hmm. and not want to talk mm -hmm. to you because yeah. you couldn't take care of this one important document. And yes. that's a lot about how you could potentially do on the job. So yes. you guys be very careful of that. Look at it two, three, four times. Have mm -hmm. someone proofread. Yep. Mm -hmm. Get other eyes on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is so important. And I think that's one of the things that most people miss. Um, you know, sit with your resume a couple of, a day or two before you submit it, if you can, you know, and go back to it and, and see if you missed anything. Because sometimes when you're in the midst of it, you miss so much because your brain is you know coming up with so many different ideas or you're 
kind of distracted or whatever that is, but it's so common, even if you're the most meticulous person. And what's funny is even having attention to detail as one of your skills. And then you have all of these mistakes. <laughs> That's so true because we love to put attention to detail on a resume. Yes. <laughs> detail oriented. Are we? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. And you know, as, as a tip with that, you know, if you are listing skills like that, you know, your soft skills, you, you're meticulous, you have great attention to detail, you're a great listener. Instead of listing those things, because everybody does it, actually talk about it. You know, give some examples that you were maybe recognized for your ability to catch errors in, you know, spreadsheets. And it's, you know, saved your company hours of of having to do whatever of course to to get reports out or whatever but you know just give examples of that rather than putting attention to detail on all these random not random but they're so common now it's just (laughs) it's like okay yeah everybody has that i'm sure right yep it's like that's so overdone like just leave it off even just i don't know Mm -hmm. whatever Hey guys, I'm Shari. And I'm Sharice. And we are the Optimistic Divorcees, two happily divorced women who are optimistic about life, but real about love. Catch our new podcast on your favorite podcast platform with new episodes dropping every Monday, where we talk about life, love, and everything in between. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Ops Divorcees. That's T-H-E-O-P-T-D-I-V-O-R-C-E-E-S. Bye. I wanted to take a step back because you mentioned your coaching and you mentioned, you know, you have to be confident um, when it comes to knowing what's on your resume and knowing how to speak to what you've put on your resume. And Mm -hmm. I find a lot of times with some of my peers and Mm -hmm. with some of the people that I interview as well, that they lack confidence. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, for me, I'm a salesperson, right? So I am very comfortable getting out there and just going for it. A lot of Mm -hmm. people are not, but I'm like, who better to sell you than you? Than you. you. Yes. You aren't confident in what you're saying and your abilities and what you're able to do. Mm -hmm. And that will convey and that will um, spill over into the internet and they'll see that. So how do you coach your clients on that confidence factor? Because it's really huge. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm just working with them on their resume, again, I, I try to include some of the coaching um, in that process. What we typically typically do is after I've gotten a chance to look at the resume and compare it to the position, I'll create a list of questions. And these questions are to really just dig into the experience of the candidate a little bit more. And, um, and what I do basically is I'll take notes as I'm asking questions. And I'll have them explain to me, you know, just just, you know, share with me an example of you starting or creating a new process. Let's just say that as an example. And then they'll think about it. And then they start to think, huh, wow, I did that. Oh, wait, here's another example. It happens every time. Most of the time they start off saying, well, I don't really think I did anything or I don't have (laughs) much that I can share about that. Um, But I give them time to think about it. And usually they'll come back to the table in awe because 
they didn't take the time, you know, while they were in that position, you know, to to write it down as an accomplishment. And we have this hard time of coming up with, you know, being able to pat ourselves on the back for things that we did. Because when, when you're in the moment, you're just in the moment. You're not really thinking about how this is going to turn into an accomplishment <laughs> for your resume. Typically, that's not how we're thinking. But in this process, process it helps um, my clients to really start to hone in on specific contributions that they've made. And then from the questions that I'm asking, it helps them to understand why wow, this did make an impact because it provided these types of results. So when you start to, to hone in on that and, and re realize that, wow, I did this and it contributed to the success of the team in this way, that automatically boosts your confidence. That's true. And then you've also had an opportunity to kind of talk it out, mm -hmm. which prepares you again for the resume, I mean, for the interview. So it's just that that process of um, asking questions and digging and um, getting a, a feel for what they did that created a, a certain outcome mm -hmm. um, and kind of going through that definitely helps boost their confidence. Yeah. And guys, practice, you know, practice, mm -hmm. have someone interview, do some um um, mock interviews and have Absolutely. someone question you and that's how you build your confidence as well because mm -hmm. after a while your answers are just gonna slide you know they're just gonna fly right out of your mouth they're yeah. gonna be top of mind you won't have to think too hard about it yeah. mm -hmm. you'll know them they'll be top of yeah. mind so practice 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 because you want to put your best foot forward all the time yeah and I I, I offer um mock interviews for my clients, but this is something I also did for my, my students and I would grade them or rate them how they did and I would give them feedback at the end, but it, it was important for them to, to practice it. And then what I would um, um, share with them is if you have your portfolio in front of you, whether that's in person in an interview, uh, that's person to person or if it's virtual have something in front of you like a portfolio mm -hmm. a copy of your resume and also you know when you're going over your experience to talk about what you've done from role to role have little keywords on the side to help you remember certain stories or a certain accomplishments um, that you want to tell to you know let the employer know that you have um, succeeded in this particular thing or you're really great at doing X, Y, and Z or whatever that is. But use something to help jog your memory because it is very easy to go blank. It is. That's, so <laughs> That's happened to me <laughs> in, in, in an interview before and I told myself I would never experience that again. Um, and I just started using notes, you know, little, little pictures and things like that on the side um, that only, of course, I would understand what that means. But it gave me an opportunity to you know, if they ask me, do you have any additional questions? Then I can look at my paper and say, oh, I didn't talk about, you know, this skill here that I have or this experience here. Um, and then I can go ahead and, and do that at that time. So, Excellent. yeah, but practice, practice, practice and take notes for yourself and have this in front of you. Excellent, excellent tip. How can people reach out to you? And, um, you know, if they want to learn more, if they want to take advantage of your services, what's the best way to reach you? Email and it's <laughs> it's at Y Z as in zebra writes W R I T E Z as in zebra at gmail.com. So that's Y Z writes with a Z at the end at gmail.com. Awesomeness, awesomeness. Well, Yin, thank you so much for being 
a guest on the show. I appreciate it. I had to get you on because I'm like, people need to hear this because this is just an area that a lot of people struggle in. So I thought it was a super useful um, conversation. And um, guys, reach out to her. If you need anything, definitely reach out to her. I'll make sure I tag her when I post the show as well. So thanks Mm -hmm. for tuning in. Thank you, Faye. Thank you so much for the opportunity once again. And if anyone ever has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I look forward to to helping in any way that I can. The wrap of the show is going to really be an extended conversation about today's show. Now, you know, we talked about resume writing. Um, We talked about, you know, how to market yourself, being marketable in a competitive marketplace in today's society is super competitive. And so I just wanted to add a few notes. Um, If you do not have a LinkedIn profile, please get on LinkedIn like yesterday. Okay. LinkedIn is the premier location for uh, networking opportunities for job opportunities and to be seen okay so a lot of times you don't even have to apply to jobs on LinkedIn if your profile is complete you have a professional photo as your profile picture companies and recruiters will reach out to you they will find you trust me because I am one of them they will look at your profile you will come up in a search based on whatever keywords um, someone is looking for. If your profile matches those searches, you will come up in that search. So LinkedIn is a absolute must. I don't care what age you are. um, Get on LinkedIn, complete your profile, have a professional picture. Some of these pictures are very interesting, okay? And by interesting, I just simply mean they're not that great, okay? So make sure the picture is nice and clean and crisp it doesn't have to be a professional photo it could just be a really nice looking photo a really nice looking selfie okay um don't have photos you know with you super far in the background or something like that let's just have a decent photo up okay um so definitely consider that as we mentioned throughout the show consider your brand I personally don't agree with managers and employers looking at people's social media. I don't. I think social media is different. Pages like Instagram and Facebook, that's where people go to have fun. Um, That is not where people go to find jobs. I don't don't do that. As a recruiter, I do not do that. Um, I solely look at LinkedIn, period. But just keep in mind, if you are really actively looking, also, I think it also depends on your age. I'm going to be honest. I think some of these managers, if you're younger, like straight out of college, you know, maybe in your 20s, mid 20s, um, I think they're looking for social media just to see, oh, is this person a party animal? Um, Sometimes I've seen managers go to link, go to Facebook and they've seen provocative photos of girls and you know so just stay on brand whatever you're trying to present um be mindful that some of these managers do dig they may google your name what's gonna come up in a google search you know um 
in addition to Googling your name, if your page is public, make it private, right? Um, if your Instagram is public, make it private. Be careful of what you're tweeting because managers sometimes take it to Twitter and find tweets um, that are not um, professional or, you know, again, you don't necessarily think at the time that um, a manager or someone is going to be looking at your tweets, but you never, ever know. So if you are in an active job search, just be mindful of that. Also, please, I always tell people, take full advantage of LinkedIn. It is a free platform where you can network, join LinkedIn groups. They have various groups that are specific to your industry, specific to your um, your job, your career and your skill set. So keep that in mind. You can reach out to people. You can chat with individuals. Um and it's a free marketplace to really shine, connect, and build community around what you're trying to do. So definitely keep that in mind. If you need additional help, I am always open to help, answer questions about um, you know, people that are looking for new jobs, resume writing, as we talked about, I can help with that. I love to help my people. Um, if you need a job even depending upon what industry you're in I could possibly help with that or pass your resume along to another recruiter friend of mine um, who work on different roles in different industries as well but I, I do truly just love to help people I am a helper by nature um, and I just love to assist if I absolutely can or point you or point you excuse me excuse me I can't talk point you in the right direction um, in terms of uh, getting the help that you desire so keep that in mind guys um, y'all stay consistent stay focused it is a very competitive job market out here at the same time there are a ton of companies that are hiring and looking for qualified employees so keep that in mind as well um, but again not going to hold you up any further I just wanted to add that for the wrap up um, and thanks for tuning in Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. Please follow Faith Over Everything podcast on the following social media platforms. Faith Over Everything underscore podcast on Instagram. Or you can find us at Faith Over Everything podcast on Facebook. If you have any additional questions, suggestions, or would like to be a guest, feel free to email me directly at Faith Over Everything podcast the number one at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, and like on all of the platforms. I am looking forward to engaging with you guys and have a great day.